hey, hey, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Guys, uh, it is Christmas time. Uh, we just got through celebrating um, one of the many <laughs> celebrations that we did this year for um, Christmas, and I am super pumped uh, because... It's been fun. It's been a good year. Uh, the kids have gotten everything they wanted. It's just been, uh, it's been pretty awesome, man. Um, so, you know, I wanted to do an episode real quick just to, to say hi and talk to you a little bit, do a little mayor solo here. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some goals and we're going to talk about just things like that. You know, last week you know, with Tracy Cotton, we talked about how to do your bucket list and how to make that uh, a pretty amazing situation for you. And she did a great job on that. So I wanted to follow that up with just a little bit uh, about just goals in general. I did a presentation not too long ago with the uh, Oklahoma Big Eye Young Agents. And uh, then I did it again for some other agencies. And so I I wanted to walk through a little bit of that. But first, before we do, I got to talk to you about my good friends over at CoverDesk. If you're looking to make some changes in your agency to add some staff, do some things like that, uh, look no further than CoverDesk. They are the real deal when it comes to uh, virtual assistants. Uh, They come into your agency. They become a part of your team. And they help you in so many ways. Uh, I love working with CoverDesk. I love everything that has to do with CoverDesk because they're trained in our space. They know how to speak our language. They know how to work with uh, your carriers, your management system. Uh, You're training them to do what you need them to do. Uh, You can do everything from from projects to book roles to, uh, you know, full-time work. it's fantastic. So uh, reach out to coverdesk.com and ask Andy about it. He does a great job. Um, if you're looking for any kind of uh, testimonials or that, that much, I, I know plenty of agencies that worked with them and I could send them your way. Also, my good friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution to getting all those deck pages you need to quote your prospects. Dude, hands down, one of the best Um things I've ever seen. Um, you you have your customer log in with their login. And next thing you know, your um, your dashboard from KDB Connect is full with all of their information. You've got deck pages. You've got claims reports. You've got uh, claims history. You've got uh, vehicle information. You've got everything you need to quote the prospect without having to have that back and forth, without having to be intrusive. And now they're doing commercial, which means loss runs. How cool is that? You can get lost runs now. Um, I think it's fantastic. So that being said, go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath. Book your demo. Get all that good stuff in um, in the agency for next year and change the game for your client experience. Change the game for your customers. Change the game in general. You definitely want to do that. Usecanopy.com. Guys, I I do want to get into this episode and talk to you about a few things. Uh, but I could not do this episode without my sponsor. So I want to bring up one more, and that is Smart Choice, the fastest growing agency network for a reason. Several weeks ago, I had two of their executives on the show to talk to you about commercial insurance and Smart Choice and all that kind of stuff. And the reviews on that one have been through the roof. The downloads have been through the roof. The excitement about Smart Choice has been phenomenal. I've had more phone calls fielded from that episode than any other one. And so I'm pretty proud of that and they are too. And so go to that episode and check it out. Uh, And also 
go to smartchoiceagents.com and check out what they've got going on. Whether you need one market or a million markets, you know, they can help you out. Maybe not a million, but uh, they can help you a lot. They also help you negotiate your contract to get better commissions. They do so much. I just, I love working with Smart Choice. So smartchoiceagents.com. Tell them the mayor sent you. Uh, guys, uh, this episode today is a mayor solo and it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, and I, I'm about to start off with a little cough here. Hang on a minute. Let me hit the the uh, the mute button for a minute. I guess I probably should have grabbed uh, some water uh, before I started this, but I wasn't thinking. So let's see if we can make it through this episode without water. So that being said, like I said last week, we had a really cool conversation with Tracy Cotton as she's helping you to build a better, what was it now? Build a better bucket list challenge. And I hope that you guys went to that and checked it out because it's 77 bucks. Really cool. She's helping so many people with that. And I'm very proud of her for being, uh, you know, for just being willing to make her bucket list about you this year. It's not about her. Um, it's about you and it's about growing your book um, and about doing things to help you. So, you know, I really find that pretty awesome uh, that she's willing to do that. So um, check that episode out as well. Also, um, you know, as you're thinking about 2023 and you're thinking about your bucket list and you're thinking about all of those things that go into uh, the 2023 calendar year, uh, you probably have some goals already in mind. And we're talking not just professional goals. You can talk personal goals. Maybe you want to lose some weight. Maybe you want to uh, run your first marathon, your first half marathon. Maybe you want to eat less calories. Maybe you want to go to church more, read your Bible more, read the whole Bible in a year. Maybe you want to cuss less. Maybe you want to smoke less. Maybe you want to smoke more. Maybe you want to uh, drink less or drink more, whatever that might be. I think there's uh, a lot to be said for setting goals, not necessarily resolutions. We're talking goals here. And I want to get into the difference in those two things. So um, let's let's talk about that for a minute. Let's get into you know what that looks like. So you know the purpose of this of this uh, podcast today. I want to challenge you to stop using hope as a strategy and develop a real plan of action by using practical and proven goal setting strategies to improve your book of business. Uh, again, this was a presentation that I was so uh, proud to do for the Big Eye of Oklahoma and uh, several other. Uh, outings I've done this for and agencies I've done this with. And, and I love this presentation because I try to go through it every year just to remind myself what I am going through my goal setting so that um, I do this, you know, for my own, my own goals. So that being said, you know, it's the most wonderful time of year. As I just said, we just celebrated Christmas and uh, you know, we're in that time of year, whether you listen to this now or later, it doesn't matter. Um, it's the time when people start reflecting on the year that was when people start thinking about the future. And when people start talking goals and resolutions, that's where we're at right now. You know, we're at a place in our time, you know, in the year where people are starting to look at those types of things and they're starting to, to plan out their next year. And, um, you know, a lot of times people, when they get to that place, they start talking that in, in the form of resolutions and they start thinking about that in forms of, you know, um, you know, what they shouldn't do, what they want to stop doing and all those kind of things. And really, I want us to be thinking about what we should be doing, not necessarily what we shouldn't be. You know, a lot of times when people set goals, they say, you know, resolutions, usually resolutions are things you want to end doing. And it's more like, you know, I want to lose weight. I want to stop spending money like it's water. I want to do this or do that. When you know, a goal is more something you're moving towards. So we're going to get into that, you know, actually. Um, so technically, you know, when you're talking about a resolution, you're talking about a firm decision to do or not do something, you know, um, 
like I said, it's, you know, I'm going to stop eating so much (laughs) or for me, it's, I'm going to stop eating everything in sight because I I just have this inner fat boy in me that wins every day because I love food. I love candy. I love gummies. I love Cokes. I love, um, food in general. Um, I love eating a big fat steak and taters. I love, you know, having barbecue. I, I love eating spaghetti. I love macaroni and cheese. I just pounded some leftover macaroni. I, I just love it, man. It, it means a lot to me. Food is just something I do. And sometimes I, I do it because I just love food. It's fun. And sometimes I do it out of, you know, emotional eating or whatever it might be. So that's always been a resolution of mine to stop um, eating so much. So if that's a goal of yours, I kind of got off on a little sidebar there, but if that's a goal of yours, it's fine. If that's a resolution, that's great. We're going to dive into how to make that goal work for you. And that's the whole purpose of this is I want to show you how to do goal setting that actually works. So if you've made it this far in the podcast, you haven't turned it off yet. <laughs> First of all, congrats. Um, we'll have a little mile markers throughout to see if you're still paying attention here. If you make it all the way through, um, we'll see if you're really paying attention. If you shoot me an email that say you made it through, I'll send you a cash prize or a book or a something or other. I want to see if anybody makes it through the whole thing. Uh, (laughs) The goal, um, a goal is something that's object of someone's ambition or someone's effort. It's an aim or desired result. That's straight from Webster's baby. So it's something a little bit different when you talk about a goal. Um, just to, to think about this a little bit, some stats I found 84% of all people do not set goals at all. Did you catch that? 84% do not set any goals, period. End of discussion. Don't even set them. 13% of all people have some sort of goals written, but there's no plan on how to execute them. That's another big one there. I mean, they've got them, but they don't have a plan to execute them. That's what we're talking about today. Most people like that. Um, people who write down their goals are 20% more likely to achieve success. You know, I don't want this podcast about me reading a bunch of stats, but I find some of these very fascinating. The big one here I want to talk about as well is 25% of all new year's resolutions will be given up on within a week. Yeah. A week. How crazy is that? Um, and so I think that's fascinating. And the other thing I wanted to show you, I'm going through some of these stats here. I don't want to share the whole presentation with you, but, um, 9% of people making New Year's resolutions succeed. (laughs) Only 9%. (laughs) So I find that to be crazy. Um, So, you know, that's why I wanted to put this together as we're walking into, um, I guess this episode will come out hopefully the day before. No, Thursday before. So that'd be the 29th. So yeah, um, this episode will come out, give you some time to think about even all the way up and through the first, don't rush through it. Take some time between now and the first of the, you know, first of February, even to come up with those goals and really iron those out and really think about how you're going to get there. I want to walk you through that a little bit. Um, and first of all, I want to talk to you about goals that don't work. You're like what Heath? what do you mean goals that don't work? Well, let me talk to you about that a little bit. The most common mistake that I see in goal setting is I've been consulting with agencies for years now, um, and working with myself, um, the goals are way too vague. You've heard those people before. You've heard your mom, your dad, your cousins, your friends, your coworkers. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to grow my book. I'm going to sell more insurance. I'm going to get more X dates. I'm going to be a better person. I will get more organized. You know, things like that. Those are all way too vague. Go to the gym. Okay. So if I say I'm going to go to the gym, right? And we're talking about a vague goal. January 2nd, I go to the gym for the first time and I am feeling pumped about myself. But then I don't go the rest of the year. I went to the gym, right? Therefore, I achieved my goal, technically. You know, you talk about losing weight. Okay, how much weight? When are you going to lose this weight by? What are you trying to, what, what's going on with this weight loss? 
How are you going to do it? You're going to do it with a diet, with exercise, the combination, which diet? You're going to do the South Beach diet, the paleo diet. You're going to do the low carb diet. You're going to do the Atkins diet. You're going to do this diet, that diet. I don't know what diet you're going to do. Entirely too vague, right? Um, You know, those are all great, you know, to have those goals, you know, but we've got to figure out how you're going to do it. If you say you're going to grow your book, let's stick to an insurance analogy for a minute. Okay, how much? In what way? You're going to grow up by new business, by retention, by cross-sales, by upsells, by referrals. How are you going to grow your book? You got to get out of the vague mentality of just grow my book, right? Let's look at an example. Um, you know, let's think about this a minute. If we're going to talk about this, um, that example of grow your book, I want you to be thinking right now as, as you're driving down the road or if you're listening to this on a treadmill or wherever you're at listening to this, think about how are you going to grow your book this year? Because everybody has that goal. What are you going to do? Are you going to meet with more prospects? Are you going to work with referral partners? Are you going to dive into a specific niche? Um, what are you going to do to grow your book? Are you going to set a goal to have a certain amount of uh, drop dates, uh, X dates, uh, drop-ins, phone calls? cold calls, um, cross sales. Are you going to look to buy a book? Uh, what are you going to do to grow that book? So start thinking about that and really diving in. And once you even dive into that, but, I mean, before I even get into you know, the meat and taters of this presentation or this podcast, let's talk about that even. Like, let's say you decide you want to grow by centers of influence. So now you're thinking, all right, what centers of influence am I going to go after? If I'm in personal lines, I'm going to go for realtors and mortgage lenders and title companies and CPAs and financial advisors, right? And then you start thinking, okay, how many of those do I need? Okay, I need 25. Okay, then how many do I need to see a month? How many a week? How many a day? I mean, you could really dive in deep on this. You know, the other thing that people do that uh, I see a lot is people make their goals entirely too broad. So, you know, you're thinking vague and broad, it's all kind of the same. And you're right, it can be, but just for the sake of this podcast and it's my show, just hang on with me a minute. Just turn it up a little bit, uh, put it on 2.0 or 1.5, whatever. Just go through this with me real quick. Uh, goals are too broad. I'm going to increase my revenue. I'm going to increase my new business, increase ret my retention. I'm going to lose weight again. But here's a big one. Let's, let's go through this. Okay. Let's say you decide you want to improve your golf game, right? This is a great example. Personal lines. I mean, personal, a uh, personal, not business related go although a lot of people play golf and in insurance business but okay so you're gonna improve your golf game let's show how this is too broad anybody ever played golf if you did then you know or if you do then you know there's a lot of different avenues to that there's your long game your short game do you want to improve your putting do you want to improve your chipping do you want to improve your nine iron do you want to improve your four iron your seven iron your five iron your two iron your woods do you want to improve your driving game do you want to improve your uh wardrobe I mean, you got to look good when you're playing golf. So maybe you want to improve that. I mean, what goals <clears throat> improving your golf game? Do you want to get a, a, a different swing? So you're going to work on your swing. You're going to work on your patience. You're going to work on your position, your ball placement, your, there's a lot of things that go within improving my golf game. So you can see how that's way too broad. So we got to narrow that down a little bit. Same thing with your other goals. Let's narrow those down, increase your retention. Okay. How? You know, you're going to call all of your customers once a year, be proactive about it. Are you going to uh, have some more touch points throughout the year? Are you going to proactively reach out to them at 90 days out? Are you going to improve your retention by what? What are you going to do? You know what I mean? So, so let's see here. Let's go into uh, goals that actually do work, right? So we've talked about things that don't work. We spent a few minutes there. Now I want to spend a few minutes on goals that actually do work. So um, a goal that does work is one that's challenging to you. That's the way I look at it. 
If you've got a goal that challenges you, that stretches you out of your comfort zone, then you got a goal that's going to work. But if you set a goal that doesn't challenge you, let's say you you set a goal of, like for me, if I were to say, I'm going to set a goal to eat less broccoli. Why do you need any broccoli in 2022? <laughs> so that's going to be easy. Um, but if I say, I am going to run two miles a day, that's, that's something that's going to stretch me because I don't run, period. Much less two miles. Um you know, you got to push yourself. You know, they're usually specific, measurable, attainable. These goals push you beyond your previous level of comfort. These are goals that have a due date. These are goals that have a, an end game in mind, right? So we're talking about goals that work, challenging goals, goals that stretch you, goals that get you in situations to show you that you can achieve things you previously thought were in possible. But by setting certain goals, you can show yourself that this is a possibility. You can achieve this. It's usually an empowering moment for you. You know, some of those examples might be, um, let's see here. I'm going to grow my book by $50,000 by the end of the month in January. I'm going to increase my prospects by 150 new prospects by July 1st. You know, uh, I'm going to develop 25 new referral sources. So I'm going to have 15 mortgage lenders, five title companies, uh, three financial planners, et cetera. Um, the other thing, personally, if you go the improve my golf game, I want to shave two strokes off of my game by July. I want to uh, be able to get on the green in two by this, or I want whatever, you know, you got to figure what that looks like. So that's an option for you as well. Goals that actually do work need to be measurable. They need to have a specific number attached to them and a specific date. You know, if you don't have a specific date on there, then you're not going to ever, you should keep pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. I've been accustomed to that my whole life. I have done that a lot in my life to be able to say, um, I'm going to set a goal for, I'm going to lose 15 pounds by the end of the first quarter, which is March, right? Then February comes around. I haven't lost a dang thing. And so then I start really huff, huffing it. And then I get to where I've lost 10 or 12, uh, or I get close to it, but I don't quite get it. And then I just bump, bump it out and I push it even further. Um, so again, if you don't have a date attached to it, but you've got to have that date to say by this date. And if you don't, you can adjust from there, but you need to have a specific date that you can actually work with. So you kind of start feeling that heat a little bit. Like I said, when it's February, it's getting closer to March one. I'm like, Oh gosh, I haven't lost anything. I start really getting after it and I start really thinking about those things. I think it's crucial. They have an end date. So the last thing I'll say before I move into uh, the final part of this presentation or this podcast or this whatever interview with myself, uh, I wanted to talk to you about um, another goal that actually works. Um, and this is something that works for me in my life. And that is goals that inspire you. Goals that help you with your why. Goals that help you to achieve something meaningful to you. Yeah, these goals are ones that give you a sense of pride, right? You know, if you don't have that sense of pride, if you don't have something that inspires you, then uh, you're not going to usually achieve those goals. But, you know, let's say that you've got, you know, a goal to lose weight, but okay, let's change that and reframe that a little bit. Instead of I want to lose 100 pounds, maybe it's, you know, I want to get in better health so I can live longer with my kids, grandkids, my whatever. Maybe it's um, I want to produce X amount of new business by July 30th because I want to be able to take my kids to Disney World. So you've got a, a why. You've got a meaning. you got something that inspires you. Does that make sense? Guys, I really hope it does. I really think you should think about what inspires you 
and set a goal around that. You know, they have to be uh, approach oriented. Is that the word? Yeah. You know, when we work towards something, we have a better chance of sticking with it than if we work against something. So instead of I'm going to lose 25 pounds, if you reframe that to uh, I want to be healthier for my family by losing five pounds a week for the next five weeks, whatever that might be. Find a way to reframe it in a positive manner. That's uh, that's where I'm at on that. So you've got to figure out ways to get these goals in that are meaningful to you. Um, so I, I want to talk to you a little bit about you know several different types of goals. You know, um, for me, uh, I look at it as people have heard of the short term and the long term, but there's also a midterm goal, you know, a goal that may take 90 days or which takes a little bit longer than a short term, but not near as long as a long term. <laughs> that sounds like a duh, but um, I like the 90 day goals. I like the monthly and quarterly and even semi-annual goals because it gives you a little bit of runway, but not too much. I think that is so brilliant to have that, all three of those in there. And you can make them all work in tandem. You may set a, a goal to develop a new niche in commercial insurance for uh, car dealerships. So your short-term goal is you've got to get a prospect list together. And so you may spend the next two weeks pounding out the phones, joining associations, you know, getting things out there, uh, really spending that time doing it. Then your midterm might be, which is a 90 day goal might be to develop a risk management strategy or something to promote. Once you're out there, maybe you spend that time finding a value add to your agency for car dealerships. So you spend time on those things as a long-term and a short-term and a midterm goal. So now your short-term goal is to get the prospects and whatnot. The midterm goal is to really get the marketing going. And the long-term goal would be, I want to write 10 new policies in my niche within the first year. Not a ton. I don't want to blow the doors off, but give me a couple months, get my feet underneath me, and then I'll write one a month, whatever that might be. So I want you to dive in and get specific with it. And I want you to become you know, very uh, goal-oriented in the thought process that you have, especially in the next couple of weeks. You know, speaking of, you know, those goals, have y'all heard of SMART goals? Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely SMART goals. Uh, this is something that is uh, super important as you go through and you look at uh, the SMART goals. It was developed by George Duran, Arthur Miller, uh, James Cunningham. Um, the SMART goals, it's a great way to write down and to achieve those goals. So something that you definitely need to look into. And I want to dive into for a minute, just to break that down, break that down a minute. Um, if you haven't heard of smart goals, uh, remember this, you know, in this podcast, and maybe you can uh, write it down later, or you can stop right now and do it. But the S stands for specific in order to be effective. It has to be specific. A specific goal answers questions like who, what, when, why, and where, right? So when you're specific, you got to dive down into what needs to be accomplished, who needs to get it done, um, why does it need to be done, why is it important to me, right? Um, where uh, can this best be achieved? Um, who, what, when, why, where, why, who? I got them all. Uh, think through these questions. <laughs> it helps you get through the heart of what you're aiming for. So specific is the number one main driver in all of this. But the second part is just as important. It's measurable. So you've got to um, have a goal that is measurable. Um, you know, you got to be able to quantify it. You got to be able to track it. You got to be know what's up. 
Right. So let's talk about that. Um, you know, you got to have a trackable benchmarks. You got to have a certain timeline. You got to have milestones. Maybe, maybe you set an annual goal, um, to do something, but you want to have some check-in goals. Um, you've got to be able to check in maybe six months in and find out, um, did you, um, you know, you got to make it more tangible, you know? And so, uh, you've got to make sure that you've got a goal that is measurable and that is, uh, you know, impactful. It's got to have those things in there. The M, um, is an indicator of what success for a particular goal would look like. Um, so, I think that's, that's crucial there. Um, sorry, as I'm recording this, I'm being interrupted. <laughs> like I said, it's Christmas time and kids are at home. So forgive me on that. Um, so anyway, so you got specific measurable and like a goal of that might be measurable might be, I want to double my new business by year end. So you got to figure out how many prospects, how many cross sales, who you're going to call in, uh, how you're going to do it, why you're going to do it, what your strategy is. Um, so I think that's important there. So, um, you know, maybe you want to have a zero inbox in your emails by the end of the week. How many folders were you set up? How will you get there? How will you classify? What will you classify? Who will you talk to? Uh, who will you get in what folders? There's just ways you've got to just be able to measure that. Um, you know, I, I think uh, the next one is, let's see, SMA. A is achievable or attainable, right? Um, you've got to make them attainable. Uh, you can't just set a goal that's so unattainable that it doesn't challenge you, doesn't make you feel like you can actually do it. Then you just give up halfway through the year. So many people do that. And that's the biggest problem with New Year's resolutions or goals that people don't make them attainable. So um, that one's simple uh, or relevant. You know, here's where you guys start thinking about the big picture, right? I think why you're saying the goal is what you're so passionate about, why you're so passionate about it. What makes it relevant? If it's not relevant to your life, like if I were to set a goal that I wanted to be a better dancer, yeah, that'd be cool. I'd love to be able to make some TikToks and, you know, take my wife dancing every now and then. But the reality is it's not relevant to me. I'm never really going to be able to use this new skill in dancing other than TikToks. You know, um, it's not relevant to me. It's not something I'm passionate about. I mean, I got rhythm already as it is, fellas, but, um, and ladies and gentlemen, but at the same time, I'm not passionate about learning how to dance better. I, that was a poor example, probably. If I said I wanted to be a better quarterback, how, how relevant is that to me at 43 years old? I'm not going to be Kurt Warner and jump back into the league and start playing well. No, I'm not going to be uh, Tom Brady and play at 45. No. So it's really not a relevant goal. Um, so it's gotta be something that means something to you. Um, does that make sense? So I hope so. Uh, S M A R is relevant. Um, you know, let's go through a quick relevant goals example. How about that? Um, what I'm thinking about is developing a niche in contractors. Let's talk about this now. Um, do you like contractors? Do you have a passion for it? You know, do you have the skill in this arena? Maybe it's relevant to you because your dad was a carpenter and he taught you how to do woodworking and you could build things and you're really good at this. So it's something that you care about. So it's, it's definitely got an interest. It's definitely relevant. Uh, you can think about why it's important to you. Maybe your father passed away last year. And so it's important to you to, to get into this because it makes me think of your dad. I don't know why uh, are you passionate about workers comp? Cause if you know, if you write contractors, you're going to write a lot of workers comp and you'd be able to understand it. You'd be able to get behind that. 
what other coverages do you need to learn uh, to make it more relevant to you? Who do you know in this field? Maybe you have a best friend who's a general contractor. Do you have any contacts here? You know, that's kind of where I'm at here. It's like not just um, anybody in the field, but any in general. Um, I think that's, that's crucial here. So uh, it's got to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant. And then now the last one, it's got to be time bound. We talked about this earlier a little bit. We were talking about measurable goals, uh, but it's got to have a timeline in it. To properly measure success, you've got to be open and honest about when a goal needs to be achieved. What's your time horizon? When will the goal be implemented? It's got to have a specific meat and potatoes timeline. When? It's got to be a drop dead. It can't be something that's adjustable or movable. It's got to be something that is implemented on a specific timeline. Smart goals should have time-related parameters built in so you know how to stay on track. Smart goals should have, uh, you know, like per, I, you've got to be able to say, okay, if you're going to do, a say, first quarter 2023, that's January, February, March, you're going to write 100,000 in new business. Easy math, right? So you got to start thinking about that. You got three months. That's $33,000 a month at least in new business. Some of y'all do that in a day, but I just want to do easy, squeezy, peasy math. So now you're at $33,000. So that's per month. So you got to set a goal. I'm going to write $33,000 in January, $33,000 in February, $33,000 in March. So you hit your goal. And then if you want to break that down even further, um, you might say by the 15th of each month, I want to have $15,000 in new business written. You're halfway there, right? So um, that is a, an opportunity of time bound. You've got to make sure you're holding yourself accountable to that timeline. And I think that's going to be massive in trying to get this done. Uh, a great example of timeline, time bound goal examples would be CIC. You know what CIC is, Certified Insurance Counselor. Talk to Dustin Bryant over at the National Alliance and she will help you with this. Her number is... Blah, 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 blah. Just kidding. <laughs> Had to throw that in there, Dustin, see if you're paying attention. Dustin, if you heard that and you're paying attention, shoot me a text message uh, and I'll buy you lunch. Um, <laughs> but if you set a goal to complete your CIC in three years, I know they give you five, but let's say three. Then you guys start thinking about how many courses will I take per year? When will I begin? What order will I take them in? What happens if I fail one? You know, things like that. It's a time-bound goal example. You know, I think that uh, the CIC is a great example of that. So. Let me give you some thoughts on uh, developing a new niche in restaurants using smart goals. Specifically, I will develop a marketing strategy around writing restaurants. Specifically, developing marketing strategy. Measurable. My goal is to write 10 new restaurants this quarter, right? Attainable. I want to develop a risk management strategy for restaurants. That's attainable, right? Um, sit down with the right people and you can bang that out. Relevant. My goal is to join and get involved in the hospitality association. That's super smart in another way because restaurants are considered hospitality. Time bound. I will write 250,000 new business by December 31st, 2023. So again, you've got specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound for this smart example. I, I really, I love that. I hope that um, that is, you know, ringing true to you because uh, for me, when I start thinking about smart goals, it really helps me because you really have to take a pen and paper or a, a notepad or whatever it might be and really write it out, really get after it on that. So now that we've talked about goals a little bit, I want to give you a little ninja trick. You ready for my little ninja trick? The best way to increase the odds of achieving your goals, whether it's personal 
or professional, you ready for it? Drum roll, please. Make them public. <laughs> You're like, what? That's dumb. Well, it is. Make them public. If you set a goal and you tell somebody, tell a bunch of people, if you just get it out in the ether, it's going to happen. So I would say tell somebody, uh, whether it's a, a mom, a dad, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a husband, a wife, put it on social media. So uh, that being said, um, I, I think that we've, we've covered quite a bit here. Sorry. Again, I got a little distracted there for a minute. I could erase that, but uh, I may just leave it in there. So I want to talk really quickly as we end this on something like um, how to make your goals sticky, right? The top 10 reasons. Y'all remember David Letterman? I think it was David Letterman who did the top 10. Is that him? Letterman? Anyway, let me give you a top 10 list. How to make your goals sticky in 2023. Give you a minute to get a pen and paper out. <laughs> Too many goals. If you have too many goals, you're never going to achieve any of them. Too broad, too vague, too big. Lack of patience, lack of belief in yourself, lack of belief you can actually achieve it, lack of planning. And number eight, lack of consistency. And number nine is lack of personal accountability. So you got to find someone to hold you accountable. And number 10, perfectionism. People think that it has to be done a certain way at a certain height, a certain time, but it doesn't. So focus on this, these 10 things and let's, uh, let's make your goals sticky. Um, you know, I, I really just think that, uh, you know, on that profession, that perfectionism, you have to realize that perfection doesn't exist. You have to allow yourself to be imperfect. You have to allow yourself to recognize that you are not a perfect human being. You know, uh, you are not that you are just the way you are, uh, but you're not perfect. And so you have to recognize and give yourself room to fail. Give yourself room um, to have some issues there. If you set your goals, they're too related on goals or too reliant on you being perfect on your goal setting, probably not going to happen. So I think it's crucial that we uh, focus on making those just happen. Make them sticky. Make it work. So, guys, I really appreciate you guys letting me hang out with you guys today in a solo episode, talking about goals a little bit. I love you guys very much. I love being able to do this show. Uh, whether it's from my home at Christmas time or from the studio or on the road somewhere, it's so much fun. Please reach out to me at Heath at insurance town podcast.com and give me your, your suggestions for show ideas and guest ideas. Or if you want to be a guest yourself, come on, bring it. Um, I think it's super fun. Uh, next week, we will probably end up releasing an episode with uh, another good friend of mine in Broker, Brett. Uh, we also have some other folks lined up that to start off the year that are going to be fantastic shows. So stay tuned in. Give me your ideas. Give me your thoughts. I cannot wait to hear them. Love you all. Um, and I really hope the content we brought you today made you a better insurance professional. Thanks again, guys. Uh, also, if you have an idea for your own show, go to GetReadySetPodcast.com. That's Ready, Set, Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again, and I look forward to hanging out with you again next week. Next week.